0% finance, 100% confidence. With a 212 Volkswagen Atla Hartz Volkswagen Kilkenny, we have new car offers including low-age PCP finance on a range of models, including the all-electric ID3, the iconic Golf and the new Tiguan, along with service plans at $12.99 per month. Visit lahartzvolkswagen.ie. Volkswagen. Finance provided by Volkswagen Financial Services Ireland and subject to lending criteria. Terms and conditions apply. With a look back over the weekend sport action, this is Full Time on KCLR with Eddie Scully. And you're very welcome to this week's Full Time on KCLR. We'll be looking back at this weekend, Saturday's first test for the British and Irish Lions where the play is South Africa. Killian Lett will be chatting to us about that. Anya Fahey's going to have a chat with me a little bit later on about the Camogie at the weekend. Kilkenny having another good win away to Westmeath. And I'll be chatting to Eddie Doyle where we're going to start previewing this year's club championships in Kilkenny. We're going to start looking at some of the senior clubs, the biggest movers and shakers and who we think will be there at the end of it. But first up, I want to look back at last weekend's two absolutely belters of the games between Cork and Clare and Waterford and Galway and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Carlo Hurland star uh, Marty Mouse Kavanagh Mouse good evening well how's things eh? um, happy to be on to, preview, or to look back on the, ma- the matches of the weekend there um, definitely up to expectation anyway they were unbelievable game, games of Hurland now to be fair yeah there were two two crackers I'm going to just talk to you about the Waterford Galway game first uh, Mouse Um I just I just seen a tweet before I came on air and it was from Paul Murphy, the former Kilkenny cornerback, and he said two thirds of the planet are covered by water and the other third it would appear is covered by Jamie Barron. How good was he? Yeah, he he was he was he was unbelievable. Um, like he he's been injured as well, like for most of the for a long lot of the championship there as well. And to put a performance like that in with the weather and everything taken into consideration like he was, he was unbelievable. He just he's every, he seems to be everywhere, and and like not even that he's everywhere. Like then his, then his use of the ball and 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 his vision and his decision making, and then four points in play on top of that as well. So he was he, he was he was yeah he was he was unbelievable again. And was was the case like you know I I was unfortunate I was working during the game so I could only watch it back so I was listening to it on the radio. But like I just it's just a real head scratcher with Galway. I mean. They, like they were so poor in the first half, most, and they were really poor against Dublin as well. And I'm not taking anything away from Dublin, but like it's just been a really bad championship for Galway. Can can you put your finger on what's going on there? No, like it's it's hard it's, it's hard to know. Like it's, it's it seems to be like it seems to be the same nearly every year with them. Like you know, I know they, they won they won their Ireland in 2017, and like it, it seems to be going back to that way and that way again. There might be another 20 years or or, or that. Until they win another one, because it seems to be the like the hard luck story. And I, 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 I tipped them to big Warford, and I was only thinking back on it. Then after the Warford match, like they lost to, a, I suppose, an average enough Dublin team, and lost to them, I suppose, comfortable, not comfortably enough, but like they never kind of looked like winning the game. Um, so yeah, there's definitely been a lot of question marks up there. Like. They have the, like to have the players like they do. I think I'm sh- I think they have the players anyway. But then looking at performances they're putting in, there's definitely something wrong going wrong somewhere. Like maybe change of management. I don't I, I don't know. It's like it's hard to put the finger on it. Like you take Galway, you know, and and, and, and you're rightly saying that you, you you think to have the players. You've Joe Canning, you've you've Mannion, you've Connor Whelan, you've Nyland, you've Cooney, Concanon, uh, Joseph Cooney, Cohn, uh, Jason Flynn coming off the bench scoring two goals and a point. Like. It, it must be more than just 
like like I mean O'Donoghue when he was managing the team seemed to get a tune out of them I thought Shane O'Neill was getting a bit of a tune out of them at the moment but I, I, I don't know is it like it's very hard to understand how players of that talent can, can, can down tool so badly for a half of a game now in the second half they did show a bit of spirit and fight to make a game of it yeah look I suppose you have to give credit give credit to Waterford as well here like, they just didn't let Waterford hurl or they just didn't give him a chance um, like Waterford I thought they were very good like they just got on top of Galway early and the fans got behind got behind him then and like if, if Waterford didn't go into 14 men I don't think Galway would have got back to the where they got back to within three points of them and uh, to be honest with you I think I thought playing Joe Kine in the full forward for a long part of the game was a mistake uh, they couldn't get the ball into him because obviously Walter were good at that sweeper system as well, and they were just they were just covering the whole thing. But when they brought him out then in the second half to wing forward, he won he won a lot of ball. It was like that's where he needs to be. He needs to be in the middle of it. He's in the tick of it, winning ball and running at defences. I just felt there was always two or two on two on him when he was inside the forward line, and it just didn't just didn't get, didn't get the the best use of him. So thought that was a mistake from the Galway point of view. And, and and the fitness levels of the Waterford team like they play a, a strong running game they seem to bring an extra man back defending but like in that heat to keep going for that length of time I mean is it I, I know this is going to sound silly but I think Waterford the way they set up with a running game is probably the best setup to actually counteract Limerick um, you know it's exactly the game that Limerick won't want you to play against them Limerick don't want teams to run at them like you know Limerick wants space in, 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 their, in the middle third of the field to run at um, like like Waterford I know people will probably laugh at me but Waterford are real contenders here this year for the All-Ireland yeah I, I, absolutely and I, I said to you I said to you last week that I fancy Galway to beat Waterford now I'm saying this week I fancy Waterford to beat Tip and I don't know what for that play. Like, like as you said, I I, I I agree with you. Like, I think they are contenders now. Um, just they're running at the ball, their their work race. Like, and then when they get the ball, like I think they have one of the best inside forwards to, to hold onto a ball. Daisy Hutchins, they're round. He's on, he's such a, he's, he's such a talent. And when the ball went into him, it nearly sticks if the ball is in front of him. Like there was nearly always two lads, and uh, it was kind of similar with Joe Kane's situation. But Desi would just, he was just that bit quicker, a bit lighter on the feet than Joe, that he was just able to hold on to the ball a bit better and then, set, and then feed the ball going through, to, like said Jack Fagan, Austin Gleeson, and these that run through. And they're such a, it's so hard to stop like that. It's such a hard um, hard game plan to, to stop when, when teams run at you like that. And uh, Wofford are probably, other than Limerick, are the, the next best at it. And I think Tipperary, I think it's probably the, the last thing Tipperary wanted to play was, I'd say, was Wofford because. They're going to do. They're going to do the exact same, you know. Like they've rarely had the likes of Paul Mar and Brendan Mar, like savage hurlers, but probably not the quickest on their feet. Where Wofford have just such quick, explosive players, and it's going to be another great game on Saturday. Yeah, eleven different scorers on the day for Waterford, but no, it was a fabulous result for our near neighbours down in Waterford. And as you say, they're up against Tip next week. But the other game, it was also a cracker as well. Uh, Cork and Clare. It was, it was just a phenomenal game. Like I mean, Clare could have stole it at the end. Yeah, I, I, I like it. of all people you wanted the ball to fall to, it would have been Tony Kelly, and you would have put house, your house on to, for him to put the ball in the back of the net. If he kept it on the ground or put it to the roof, it now was a goal. And look, luckily for Cork and and the goalie, look, the goalie had to be brave and he had to save it, and he did save it. Like, but obviously it wasn't the greatest finish in the world of Tony Kelly, but obviously it had to be saved, and he did save it. But I thought Cork left him in the game, and did uh, Polly Cork I thought deserved to win the game 
But as you said, so so nearly lost it like last book of the game, and as you said, it, any other day probably would have put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, no, it was it was a, it was a brilliant save by uh, Collins in the goal. It was it was it was it was a fabulous save. But it was just just an interesting stat before I kind of cut off and let you off there. But Tony Kelly. You know, the, the, a lot of talk at the weekend was about Joe Canning becoming the top scorer in Championship Hurling. I, I didn't realise this until today, but Patrick Horgan became the top scorer in Hurling of all time from play. Like, I know everybody kind of talks about Tony Kelly. He, he rode him at 111 there again. But Patrick Horgan for Cork, he's just ultra consistent. Yeah, I didn't realise that either, actually, until yesterday that he, he um, he's a top scorer out from play as well. And like that kind of went under the radar, like completely. Like that is a, that's an unbelievable achievement alone to, to, to have that um, record on your name. Like, um, so like he's just an unbelievable, unbelievable. Like the point he got off his knees was just incredible. Like, you know that that's, that point should be talked about for. So that's why he'd be talked about for years and years to come. Like, but that's that's one one he's gotten from his knees and hurling in in championship hurling. He got a goal against Kilkenny off his knees a few years ago, um, but he's like he's he's just you know he's 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 unplayable. What what next for Cork? Do you think like they would have wanted Dublin in the draw? I'm sure. Yeah, no, definitely would have wanted Dublin in Torres as well. They played him actually in Torres last year as well in the qualifiers and they bet him comfortably enough, but. I think um, the Cork game um, Saturday was huge for him to go over the line. I think they did that a lot in recent years where they had matches like that, but they lost them. They came out the wrong side of them. So for him to come out the right side of it, it will give him huge confidence. And I thought they left a lot behind them Saturday. Like they missed a, I thought a lot of wrong decisions were made on the ball where they could have went through for goal and kind of killed off Clare early enough. So I think um, going forward, I think the, the huge finish in Cork I, they have a nice mixture of young and old there as well in the forward lane with pace. And then you have the likes of Harrity and Horgan then as well, just pure finishers. like. And I think there's a good mix there. So, look, obviously you can't rule out Dublin either. You just don't know what they'll bring. But you'd fancy Cork getting over that. And then in Crow Park then, they could, they could uh, explode life as well. So another team who um, you can't really rule out either. So heading into the, this weekend's action, Marty, you're, you're, you're calling it a, a Cork and Waterford double for this weekend. I am, yeah. I had Waterford rule out last week, but I'm going for him to get to a semi-final now this weekend. No, this weekend. no Marty, at that, I'll, I'll leave it with you there. Thanks a million for taking my call to, this evening, and uh, I look forward to chatting to you a bit more during the summer there as the championship keeps panning out. Yeah, no bother at all. Thanks. That's brilliant. That is, of course, Carlo Hurland star Marty Kavanagh, and anyone that wants to have a listen back on it there on the Clash Act this week, Marty was our guest, I should say, last Friday. He was our guest. Marty's just out at the moment with a, a cruciate injury. I should have really asked him when I had him on there. I think he was in Santry today to see how the prognosis was, but he's out injured at the moment, and everybody here at KCLR and everybody in Carlo and Kilkenny is wishing him back. I'm sure in St Mullins especially, they're wishing him back as quick as possible, but if you do get a chance to have a listen to the Clash Act podcast from last Friday, Marty Mouse Kavanagh was our guest, and He's a wonderful hurler and he's also a great crack to have a chat with. We're going to take a quick ad break there. Full time on KCLR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LahartzVolkswagen.ie. And you're very welcome back to Full Time with myself, Eddie Scally. With all the weekend's action in hurling and camogie and horse racing and everything, it might have, and even the Olympics getting kicked off, it might have just took a little bit of the gloss off the British and Irish uh, Lions tour of South Africa. But one man that definitely it didn't take the gloss off it for was Mr. Killian Lett. Killian, were you impressed with the 22-17 win? Um, probably not, Ed. Uh, for the four, I suppose, best players in the four countries and to only beat it let's be honest a South Africa team that was 
very undercooked and to be quite fortunate to win you probably have to say that you would have expected a, a, I suppose a more comprehensive result for the Lions but, but the most important thing was that they got the, uh, the win anyway and like just just looking at the team right the, the, like the very first question I have to ask you is Colin Murray Conor Murray I should say has yeah. been appointed as captain because of the injured uh, Alvin Jones then he gets yeah. called back and he's not, yeah. he's not only not the captain anymore but he can't even make the team um, I can only assume you know he, he, he mugged Warren Gatlin late at night in South Africa or something uh, oh, what's after happening there the, the, the whole team selection to me is just absolutely bizarre uh, Ali Price starting ahead of Conor Murray is let's be honest it's a joke really uh, Elliot Daly starting second centre he, he like plays on the wing or 15 for England like all of a sudden now he's the best 13 that we have available I don't think so. Uh, I know Courtney Laws did have a good, well, solid game there at the weekend, but like, Tyke Byrne can feel very hard done by not to be starting. It's just, the whole, uh, it kind of just sums up this line. It's just, I don't know, it's, just, it's very underwhelming at the moment. And if, if you look at it, like, like let's let's take the positives there for first. The, the, yeah. the, the Irish lads that started, Tyke Furlong, obviously you're a Wexford man, so Tyke starts on like yeah. a 2 out of 10 and then everything after that he gets built up on straight away. He's a, but Tyke <laughs> Furlong genuinely had a wonderful game. He was probably himself yeah. and Mario Otoja, Mario Otoja the, the two of them were probably the standout players for the Lions in that match. 100% agree with you. Tyke is just, uh, look... Uh, I don't know. He could go down as one of the real, like, all-time greats. Never mind Irish. Like, he's just, he's just class. Like, he's a tight head prop that, like, has savage skills, great work rate. Like, you heard, you saw him jogging off the pitch after, I don't know, sixty odd minutes, no problem. You know, like, he's one of these rare tight head props that, like, could actually play eighty minutes and, like, which is something that's unheard of now in the modern game. But he's just class. Uh, look, it's just brilliant. They're very fortunate. Well, we're very fortunate to have Tyke Furlong. Yeah, like it's it's just every time I watch him, he puts a smile on my face. It's just you you just know what you're getting with him. You're getting honesty. You're getting intensity. You're getting like he's going to give you everything he has. There's you know there's never a day you watch him playing and you say he's he's dragging himself around that field. He he literally uh, he's just yeah. he's just he's a star. You know, in Wexford and Ireland and everybody is lucky to have him. Um, and and I couldn't agree with you more. The other Irish player, obviously uh, coming from my own hometown, um, I'd be yeah. he'd be starting off on about six when, when I do the markets. But I thought Robbie Henshaw had a great game as well. Yeah, I was waiting for this, to be honest. I, I knew Robbie Henshaw was going to get a good plug off himself. Uh, uh, look, he, he's, Robbie Henshaw has probably been one of the, uh, let's He's Ireland's informed player for the last couple of months. Uh, uh, he's, he's, he's classed, you know what I mean? And he was always going to start. I suppose even the fact that he, let's, let's be honest, he hasn't probably played too many games for the Lions. Um, in, in advance of the test, just shows how important he is and how good he is. But he was great again there at the weekend. He's just... Again, you talk about Tyke Furlong. Robbie, uh, Robbie Henshaw is very, very similar. Do you know what I mean? Just says very little, gets on with his, get, like, just does his job, and he's class. Like, again, like you look at it, two of the better players, like we're two Irish lads, which is always great to see. And just, just looking, you know, you know, on the game itself, like uh, personally. You see, when you're not a massive, massive rugby fan, it's very hard to... Like, I can watch a rugby match, Killian, and if it's an exciting game, I can get engrossed in it very quickly. I, yeah. I didn't find that to be... A, I was no. just... I wasn't entertained. Does that, I don't mean that in a terrible way now. Um, no, it's, but, it's, but you're being honest, and if I'm being honest too, I 
agree with you. It's just, I don't know, like, the line, we just don't really have too many spark players. I know Anthony Watson probably does have the X factor and even Hogg has the X factor, but we just, like the Lions really struggle to create anything, I, well, if I'm being honest, any real kind of clear-cut opportunities. Like the try they got was a push-over try from a mall. Uh, like South Africa looked probably more dangerous, which is, I don't know, South Africa would be known for like strangling the life out of a game, but they just, it's, it's, it's kind of Warren ball, isn't it, where it's up the jumper, you kick the lard out of it and you just kind of, you run as hard as I can into each other and hopefully we get the result at the end of the day. Like, all penalties of South Africa's discipline had it been better at the weekend to be honest it probably would have been a different result and looking ahead to next weekend um, you know obviously the, the Lions coaching staff and, and, and Warren Gatlin are going to have to try and get everybody back and fit and you know lads will be sore after a bruising encounter against South Africa but like you know you know me well enough to know that I am not a fan of Warren Gatlin I, I yeah. never, I'm never going to come on a show and say I think he's a super coach but like is there any pressure on him to try and, and, and make us play a little bit more entertaining, put on a bit of a show, get out there and play rugby, or is it just a case of he's in the comfort zone there, he's he's the Lions coach for a long time now? Yeah, well, he, will they come out and play more entertaining rugby? Probably not. I think all he's concerned about is winning the Test Series. Uh, the team he selected clearly outlines that. Uh, like, There's not too much spark, too much creativity, like, when they went down to New Zealand, they played with two ball players like in Sexton and Owen Farrell. Uh, I'm not taking away from Robbie Henshaw and his skill set, but the way it's going to be, and I suppose that's why South Africa are probably going to be, let's be honest, somewhat confident ahead of the game next weekend, is that like they'll come on a lot more for that game than the Lions will. And I don't know, I, I, I'd say it's going to be more the same from the Lions. And as a result, you'd have to think that South Africa are probably going to be very confident of getting a result next weekend. So you would be, if I was putting the gun to your head there now, you'd be, you'd be calling it that the South Africa are going to, to beat the British and Irish Lions and set us up for a, a ding-dong last game? I think so, yeah. I, I, actually, I'd be very... Well, famous last words now, and I, the ultimate kiss of death to the South Africans, but you have to... See, well, like, they're unlucky. Like, they had a couple of tries that were disallowed... Uh, Warren Gatlin coming out and questioning the kind of the integrity of the TMO because he's from South Africa. I don't know if that played any part in it, but um, like they definitely got a little bit of a rub of the green. Um, and like Hamish Watson there at the end with a tip tackle, like that could have been a red card. Do you know what I mean? They're down to 14 men at the end. Would you fancy South Africa to maybe score a try? Possibly. Do you know? What? They definitely got a. They definitely got a rub of the green there at the weekend. No, on that note, Killian, I look forward to you. We won't be talking to you next weekend because it's a bank holiday, but I'll be talking to you the following Monday, which will be at the very end of the British and Irish Lions tour. And Warren Gatland will have to have the rosary beads out to make sure he gets the correct results. <laughs> or I'm sure you and I will be uh, live on, on, on Kilkenny Carlow Radio barbecuing uh, Warren Gatland's time as the, as the British and Irish Lions uh, manager. I think we're both in the same book on that one, are we? We'll never forget Brian O'Driscoll. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. 
on that note Killian uh, thanks a million for taking the call this evening and I look forward to chatting to you in a couple of weeks that is of course uh, former Irish amateur rugby star Killian Lett there he's uh, not letting go of the Brian O'Driscoll debacle with Warren Gatlin neither am I I suppose secretly all us Irish people have a little bit of a sore spot for Warren Gatlin but be interesting to see how the British and Irish lines go next weekend Killian tipping South Africa to turn the tide on that one we're going to take another ad break there and when I come back we'll be talking all things Camogie Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahartzskoda.ie. And you're welcome back to Full Time on KCLR. As promised before the ad break, I said we were going to switch our attentions to Camogie and of course Brian Dowling's charges travelled up to Cusick Park in Westmead where they took on Westmead in the second round of the championship there and I'm delighted to be joined on the line now by Anya Fahey who was lucky enough to be able to watch the game. Anya, the real game of two halves? It certainly was. Um, Westmead really came out of the blocks all guns blazing. Um, they kind of made quite an intense Kilkenny um, in the first half and you know they really probably you know they, they won the battle of the first half most certainly um, they just looked really sharp they just looked really hungry and I think a lot of that probably came from such a heavy defeat to Galway the week previous I feel like they had learned a lot in their second year of senior and um, you know they wanted to kind of mark some sort of an intention and try and ensure that they're not going to be um, in relegation this year Um, but then Kilkenny just it's like they just woke up in the second half and it's kind of like the, the the real Kilkenny that we were used to seeing came out and they're just their work rate was up to 100%. Um, their passing of the ball was just exceptional and their scores, some of their scores they got was absolutely phenomenal. Steffi Fitz um, scores a magnificent point in the second half from such a young player and, you know, certainly the substitutions at halftime, um, you know, created a, a massive, um, a massive, div- uh, massive um, upbringing on the team. So, yeah, good result. A lot to work on, but certainly a game of two halves. And just just looking at the the second half performance, obviously I, I didn't get to see the game, so I could only hear it. Uh, so I'm listening to I'm listening to what you're seeing. So um, it's 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 really like Steffi. It's great to see Steffi Fitzgerald. Like she's she's really starting to become, you know, a real strong player in that panel. She's she's knocked off a couple of great scores. I thought she was she was excellent in any game I've seen her. I think it was the league final I've seen her in. I thought she was excellent as well. She's a player that's kind of coming of age. She's you know she's she's someone that's going to have something to say about this Kilkenny team over the next few years. It certainly is, and she's still quite young, you know, coming from the, the Young Ireland's club in Gore. And, and you know, Steffi, I suppose, would have kind of gradu- graduated through the minor ranks over the last couple of years. She would have played intermediate for a year, and then she was brought into the senior team. Um, off the top of my head, I think this could be her third year at senior, and it's really kind of the first year that she's making a massive impact. But it does take a year or two for girls to kind of find their bearings at senior level, because it is a massive step up. And I just feel with every game and every opportunity, opportunity she's been given. She's rising to the occasion. She's shown that she has no fear and she's really putting her hand up to the senior management to, to say that, you know, she wants she wants to be in contention for a uh, starting 15 jersey come knockout stages. And I think if she keeps going the way she's going, you know, I, I certainly you know, I certainly think she should be within a, within a beck and call of it. Um, I thought she, she's just been magnificent. You know, she's really starting to show leadership as well. As too is Katie Nolan. You know, she's been 
so consistent. Three points from play against Clare, one three from Westmead. Um, you know, she really is in flying form as well. And she's kind of adding that bit of danger that Kilkenny needs in that full forward line. Um, you know, because if some girl, if other players are maybe not having such a great day, she's there and she steps up to the mark. So great to see new names and new players kind of coming in to kind of say that we're not really depending on the good old reliables all the time. So it's good to see that fresh blood really, um, really coming to the fore. Yeah, no, and it's it, it is it's it's vital as you say it. Like I mean, if you know you've had a couple of players retire, you can't always rely on your Denise Gauls or your Murray and to pull you out of the trenches. I know Murray and both them played well as well. Actually, Murray got a goal, but but Katie Nolan, as you say, like the the consistent level that she's been playing at for for definitely the last two seasons, and she's brought that in this season. She's been probably Kilkenny's star player. He certainly has, and you know, Katie, just to give you like a little bit of background history to Katie, in 2016, she was centre-back on the intermediate team that won the All-Ireland. You know, she then, um, obviously, she couldn't play intermediate the next year, and she wasn't called into the senior panel. She went away, kind of, you know, worked with her club, and started enjoying camogie, and then she was brought back into the intermediate because she was allowed to be regraded back to intermediate. So she came back in, and she was definitely one of the star performers over the last couple of years at intermediate level. Um, And then she kind of, last year was her first year really in a senior. And she gave her time at intermediate level. She worked very hard. She came back super fit two years ago. And she's just really going from strength to strength in everything that she's doing. She's looking after herself. She's watching her diet. She's ensuring she's getting in recovery. And she's really matured um, along the way as well. And it's great to see that she's getting her just rewards here as well because she really is an exceptional player. And it's great to see her having this solid consistency and really starting to be a leader as well on the team. And I'm sure I'm sure her workplace is probably helpful in, in, in her, her, her drive to get as fit as she can and, and push her on. It's definitely working. I'd say she's as... You know, I've, I, anytime I've met her, I, she comes across as just a, a wonderful, driven person that just wants to, to do well for Kilkenny. Up next for Brian's team is, of course, uh, Galway and John Locke's Park. This is this is probably going to be the real test, is it? Um, most certainly is. You know, to me, it's kind of like the top of the table clash and, you know, the two big guns really in Camogie at the moment. Um, Galway had, you know, they had a good win at the weekend over Clare, 212 to 6. Uh, um, we're probably something very similar to Kilkenny where they it, kind of nearly opposites really that they kind of had a slower second half as opposed to Kilkenny had a slower first half and they kind of let Clare back into it. But, you know, I think their experience and their resilience had probably done enough that it just pushed them through the line to get a, a six-point victory in Clare. And, of course, then the first day, you know, they kind of, you know, taught West Mead a bit of a lesson there. So it really is going to be kind of like another All-Ireland final from 2020 and a repeat of the league final um, from earlier this year. You know, interesting to see will both managers kind of go full strength or will they be holding back? Um, because, you know, you would imagine that both of these teams are going to finish one and two in the group. Currently, currently Galway are standing top of the table, but that's due to score difference. So it'll be interesting to see will they, will they show all their cards um, but it's going to be a completely different game to the last two games that Kilkenny are. And I suppose Katie Nolan kind of alluded to it. They have to play for the 60 minutes. They can't just decide to play for 30 minutes. They have to go full steam ahead. But I do think with Kilkenny, the stronger the opponent, I feel like they rise to the occasion as well. So I think we're in for definitely a thrilling battle in Callan on, on Saturday evening. And on you just just on it, because like, excuse my ignorance on this, and I've tried to look it up today and I couldn't find it. The, the format with the three groups now, 
um, mm-hmm. in the camogie. So you're going to have, I couldn't work it out. Like previously in the camogie, when you had two groups, it was very simple. The top two went straight through to the semifinals and second and third and second and third played each other in quarterfinals. Um, yeah. What, like, like right now, my understanding is it's straight to a quarterfinal. So if Kilkenny win the group, they're still going to be in the quarters as opposed to straight to the semis. Is that right? Okay, so there's three groups in it. Um, we, from what we can gather at the moment, the top three te- the top three teams from each group, two of them are going to go through going to go to um, a semi final, and the other top team then will go to a quarter final. That, from what we can gather, is going to be drawn out of a hat. So, if Kilkenny two top the group, there is a huge chance that they might actually still have to play a quarter final. They, they could be lucky and end up going through straight through to a semi final. It then plays down to the teams that finish with say second and third in the groups as to who's actually going to reach the playoff and who's going to be playing relegation. You know, it is a bit. I suppose it's a bit awkward because there's only three groups in it. Um, you know, it probably would have been easier if they had maybe done four groups and uh, you know put the top team in each group going straight through to a semi-final but I suppose they're giving every team kind of nearly like a second chance like a backdoor system to get into to get into the, the quarter-final stages so it'll be interesting to see you know there's no guarantee that you know they've qualified for the knockout stages regardless but whether they're going to be going straight through to a semi-final or quarter-final Nobody knows just yet. And just in the last minute, while I have you on air, there there was uh, the results from around the place. Down at another really good performance. Just, just I think we're a little bit unlucky there. Waterford, um, Waterford had a big win against Dublin. Massive win, two seventeen to nine points, and that has put them through to the to the knockout stages as well. Dublin will be bitterly disappointed, I suppose, um, under new management this year from Adrian O'Sullivan, who um, who any of us who were on the um, intermediate panel in two thousand sixteen would know Sully very well. Excellent trainer, stepped up to management this year, has been involved with um, UL in the Ashburn the last couple of years, so I'm sure he'll be disappointed in the way his charges went down against Washford. Washford, I suppose, you know, kind of unlucky the first day maybe so um, but you know they really have to come to the fore against the Dublin team who would be you know they've been quite consistent they ran Kilkenny very close in the league um, but they just don't seem to be clicking for championship just yet and Wexford um, I, I know I always <laughs> always bring them up whenever I can get a chance but another big win for Wexford against Offaly Massive. I think Wexford Camogie is certainly coming back into the four here again. They're currently sitting second on the table due to score difference behind Tipperary. But to rack up 4-10, um, you know, that's a great score to be coming in against Offaly and they had a great victory the last day as well um, against Limerick. So I think, you know, the next day against Tipperary, it'll be very interesting to actually see what kind of a level Wexford are at coming up against Tipperary who would be probably considered in the top four in the country at the moment. So interesting to see how they go. Um, I would imagine that they should qualify they have probably qualified for the knockout stage as well which is great to see because it'll be the first time I think since 2017 that they've done that so excellent for for Wexford um, on that regard not to leave out our intermediates who you know unfortunately um, went down against Antrim they travelled to Antrim on Sunday all the way up to Dunloy GA and were beaten by four points um, you know, so they have Kildare now this weekend in the double header in Callan as well. Um, so hopefully, John um, Scott and his charges will be hoping to get a victory there to make sure that they are going to be in the knockout stages of the intermediate championship. Also, yeah, no fingers crossed. And, and as you know, and, and anyone that's played sport ever, Antrim is not an easy place to, to go to, and it's definitely not an easy place to get a result. Um, you know, everything is against you the trip, and, and it's just it's just a, it's just a really tough place to get a result, isn't it? Oh, it certainly is. Like, you know, I think the girls were on a bus for about four and a half hours 
and then to turn around and play in that heat, you know, on top of it all. Um, not not ideal, but listen, I suppose in previous years, you know, Antrim have had probably had to come down and, and face us, but in the same situation. But, you know, I suppose four points against a team that weren't in All-Ireland Intermediate Final last year we have to remember that as well um, you know they will be disappointed with that but I do feel that they're strong enough we have to remember there's 10 girls that started on the Intermediate team that are currently with the senior team so this Intermediate team is a very very strong team um, so you know they'll be trying to ensure that they get a good victory over Kildare and then focus on the court game the week after that um, to try and get a knockout knockout spot as well No, fingers crossed Anya won't be chatting to you next week because it's a bank holiday Monday but I do hope I'm chatting to you in two weeks time when we're talking about knockout championship games for both the Kilkenny Intermediates and Seniors thanks a million for taking my call this evening no bother thanks very much that's brilliant that is of course on your fight catching up with us on all things camogie I'm going to take a quick ad break there and we'll be back with Eddie Doyle talking all things club hurling after this Full time on KCL or for thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, Volkswagen.ie. And you're very welcome back to Full Time on KCLR with myself, Eddie Scally, into the last 10 minutes of tonight's show. And I'm delighted to be joined on the line by my good friend, Eddie Doyle. Eddie, I wanted you to come in and, and start chatting to me about the, the Kilkenny Senior Club Championships. You know, we've we've been looking at Camogie, we've been looking at the, the men's teams, the, 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 the senior hurling teams, county teams and the whole lot. But, you know, it's just around the corner, probably five, six weeks time, the Kilkenny Senior Club Championships are going to kick off. And I just wanted to start tonight by, you know, kind of deep diving into one or two two of the clubs around the county, the real challenges for that senior crown. So I might let you kick it off. You know, where's the obvious starting point for this? Um, and I think, well, first of all, uh, how are you getting on? Um, yeah, but the obvious the obvious team, I suppose, you have to mention first is like, the current superstars, Valley Hill Shamrocks. Um, look, you can't go anywhere in Kilkenny without mentioning them, you know what I mean, at any grade, especially at senior level, they're, they're a sports class, you know. So, yeah, Valley Hill Shamrocks there again, um, managed by... James O'Connor, you know, uh, Aidan Cummins and Michael Carroll in the back room with him again, you know, they're just a prolific team having to be in over the last few years, like, you know, the best, they've beaten Pittsburgh, they've beaten, they've been in Sprague in 18 and 19, they bet James Stevens. Um, the county final again, 2017, you know, so they really are the farm team, they really are just a team full of, of superstars, you know, and even, even this, you know, you put out for the, the list of players that they have, like, you know, like, talk about Kenny, no other club, no other club Kenny has, but I don't think any other club in, in the country has has the players that they have, you know. They've got, you know, T.J. Reid, Owen Cody, Adrian Mullen, you know, Kilkenny captain, uh, Joy Holden, Richie Reid, uh, Dara Corkin was on the panel and played a good few games earlier on the year. Darren Mullen's the same, you know. And they've got really, really, really good club players as well. And, and I didn't mention Colin Henley either, you know. Um, you know, but just just superstars all over the field, you know, really, really good hurlers. Uh, Dean Mason again. So look, you have to you have to mention Valley Hill Sharmocks when it comes to comes to you know who, who's going to be there thereabouts again at the end of the year you know and it, it, they really are the benchmark for club hurling in Ireland it's not just for club hurling in Kilkenny like this is every club in Ireland should be striving to be that level that Ballyhale Shamrocks are 100% like I said you know they get the highlights for all the right reasons you know but they put savage work into what they do you know they play games and games and games and coach you know you know you have some of the unsung heroes some of the people that don't get the, the highlights you know say Paddy Mullen, maybe, or, or Rowan and Corcoran. You know, these lads are seriously, seriously good players. You know, if they're in other counties, you'd be wondering how far they go as well. You know, Rowan and Corcoran there, some had to win, you know, win a breaking ball and great engine, great attitude. Great man to get around the field, like, and probably is one of the, 
you know, he does a lot of the dirty work that maybe allows some of the other players to go and do the you know, the more flamboyant stuff and put the ball over the bar. He can get a score too, of course, himself. But you know, they, they really have good players. Dean Mason, as I said, in, in, in the goal, like, you know, he was under 20 goalie there. You know, 20, probably, what, 21 uh, years of age now. He's got some middle connect, uh, connection already as well, you know. So, oh, they're a really, really good team and you have to put them up there at the benchmark. You really, really do. And, you know, James O'Connor is a fresh man in again with maybe new ideas. That's what they need to keep them fresh, keep them hungry and, Oh, definitely the benchmark, you know, 100%, yeah. And now, I suppose what we need to do is we need to start digging into the other clubs in the county and, and, and find somebody that might, just might give Ballyhale a rattle. And I'd like to point out that both you and I are not <laughs> hoping that anyone gives Ballyhale a rattle. We don't want the best team to win on the day. But uh, Castle Comer, Aaron's own. Oh, definitely, yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, of Aaron's own, I have to admit. Um, you know, Martin Ford will be back in there again this year. A huge backroom team with some serious quality there as well. You know, Peter Donovan, uh, Sean Mealy is there, Michael Owens, uh, William Garman, I think Patsy Brophy's back, you know, he's involved as well. So, really, really good, experienced people on the sideline, you know, with loads of drive. You know what I mean? You're talking Patsy Brophy, Michael Owens, all these like serious drive when it comes to hurling, you know. And, you know, was it 2018? Talk 2018, yeah. Like, they only lost the Valley Head of Shamrocks by a point there that day, and it was a fairly fortuitous goal. You know, that, that they got beaten, but you know, it was a, a mishit shot that took a deflection and Tom Brophy in the goal for Homer. Like, and I didn't ever ask him, but I'm fairly certain he got the hurl to it as well. You know, and back to, you know, John Oaks never beaten, and that was one day that they were never beaten, and obviously came out in the end. And, but no, like, Homer themselves over the last couple of years, they're talking Kieran Wallace, Connor Fogarty, Connor Delaney, you know, Neil McMahon, Connor 21 player of Kenny, you know, John Dowd as well. Like, if you, you're talking about six backs in the county. Uh, over the last couple of years as a unit I'd, I'd actually say they're the best six packs in the county over the last couple of years what they do struggle for at times is a few scores they're very very reliant on the likes of Michael Murphy if Michael Murphy is on his game Homer has a serious chance, chance of beating anyone in the county um, Martin Bourne is another lad there as well that's kind of doing it as well a little bit for them you know, maybe not as consistent as Michael Murphy but you know, a really good player as well and you, know, you have the likes of Jack Boogie coming through now you know current under 20 panellists as well definitely will put the ball over the bar you know if he gets the ball in his hand he's very very accurate you know but like Sean Boogie there dogged with injuries last couple of years coming back as well like Sean is probably expecting a big year you know he, need, he really needs to get injury free and get a free run at it as well but um, you know Chris Carf another young chap as well like you know you're, you're talking about senior clubs in a you know obviously we're a little bit biased but in a really good hurling county these, these clubs always have really good players and really good players coming through it's just that they can get enough of them you know but for me Comer are a team that nobody will explain. You know, they're just, they're dogged, like, you know, they really, really do, you know, backs to the wall, they're at their best, you know. And 10 seconds before I let you go, Ed, just where will Castle Comer be targeting this year to get in the championship? How far can they go? Definitely a semi final, I think, definitely is a realistic target for them. Two semi finals in the last three years, quarter final last year. They have to be looking up, semi final at least. No, that's brilliant. Eddie, thanks a million. I look forward to chatting to you over the next couple of weeks on All Things Club Hurling in Kilkenny. That's it from me on Full Time tonight before Owen climbs over this desk and chokes me. He stays waving his hands frantically. Thanks a million to all tonight's contributors. I haven't got time to name you all because Owen is literally taking the shotgun out of his pocket. That's it from me. I'll talk to you all again in two weeks' time on Full Time. See you soon. Mind yourselves. 
At La Hart Skoda Kilkenny, we have 0% PCP finance on a range of models of new Skodas for 212. Yes, that's 0% for a limited time only. With service plans from 12.99 per month, now is the time to order your new 212 Skoda at La Hart's. Visit laharts.ie or call 056 700 to find out more about our great offers. Finance provided by Skoda Financial Services Ireland and subject to lending criteria. Terms and conditions apply.